Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Forever. Dog. Warning! There have been some changes to tonight's performance of Mr. Saturday Night. Billy Crystal has been replaced by his understudy, three men talking about theme parks. We apologize for the physical condition of the hosts. On the subway here, they yelled, Wee, this is like a ride, and were promptly stabbed. There's a lot planned tonight, but the hosts are open to just turning on a TV and watching WrestleMania Night 2 instead. Your call. For the first time ever from New York, it's Podcast The Ride Live! Microphone is tangled. Oh, this salt comedy venue is surprisingly easy to break into. (laughs) New York City. Are you ready to get your freak on? Yeah. You know what they say. All the little Cliffords in the world are here tonight. In New York City. All the weirdos from out of town. That's right, that's right. Hey, but why settle for just one emotionally stunted podcaster when you could have three? Ladies and gentlemen, the bad boys of Burbank. <laughs> oh no. We've got a man made entirely out of Chardonnay. It's Scott Gardner. You want stories about Wallace Shawn? And shame about not clearing your plate? You got it! It's my Carson! And oh boy. Oh boy, baby. At ease, sailors. 
coming to you on this wonderful shore leave from the good ship Lollipop. It's Jason Sheridan! Wow. Okay. Here in New York City. Got it! Got it! Wow, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Podcast the <laughs> Oh my god. We should have <laughs> those masks are flying. You guys! I can't believe this room we're looking at. Hi, hello. Hi. <laughs> That's very nice. That's nice. Guys. We do this in my garage. It's been in my garage and on Zoom for two years. You couldn't all fit in my garage. No. How does this work? This is a sold-out crowd at the Bell House. We can't believe it. Jeez. Thank you so much for coming. Unbelievable. Yeah, can I can I get a little just a little bit of an inside baseball here? Like what you know, blue you know, blue skying the term. You know, it means when, well, I'll educate, um, because we did this, some people here might be the first podcast. My blue sky was that we'd like get Patrick Page from this musical and then we'd like, I would convince him to like come out and do the full song, <laughs> which we're doing it now. That's what it turned into. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we'll play the track. We'll go, eh, and then yeah. that's, that's how it turned into. So. What are we gonna, we're going to book him a car from the Hades Town Theater to get. Yeah, well, we saw, Scott and I saw Hades Town yesterday. Yes. Um, oh, my God. Which is great. Uh, uh, applause for us seeing applause something. Applause for us seeing. These eyes. Watch something happen. Um, yeah, so when we, we it was great, uh, uh, but it is really like both of our brains are broken because the reason we went is because we're like, oh, the Green Goblin is in a musical. <laughs> and not even fully the, the Green Goblin from the David Letterman performance, yeah. which it was pointed out to us. It's funny that we're like, we want to start a New York show. What's the ultimate New York <laughs> thing? Yeah. You all What's remember that? that 12-year-old reference? Yeah. yeah. The, for, the debacle, the famous debacle. For, for, our, for, for our show, though, 12 years is pretty recent. Pretty recent. <laughs> so pretty good, anyway. I do have to say, guys, that opening bit went smoother than many performances of Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. That's true. Um, no so, injuries yet. Yeah, so anyway, uh, just, just letting in the crew. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Wow. Uh, it's nice. <laughs> They are all around. This is nuts. Oh, my God. And I think we'd also bear to say, we just, we want to say it's incredible to be in the greatest city in the world. Right? Yeah. We, we want to say that, but of course we are not in Buena Park, California. Which is, you understand, they have a, there's a medieval times and stuff, like, you know, everything looks like a castle around there. But we like New York City, too. We've been really enjoying ourselves. Yeah. Been around for a couple days. Anything we want to say about, uh, uh, about our time uh, before we head into the main oh, stuff? Oh, it's a good question. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think. Mostly it's just about the Green Goblin on Broadway. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, there's, you know, well, the lizard wasn't in Music Man. 
No. <laughs> so I don't have anything else. Uh, well, uh, Jane and I saw a company the other night. Oh, wow. And that, I mean, Patty LeBeau, incredible. Um, uh, I also, um, you know, we went through Central Park. You know, we walked around Central Park. I went to the Plaza Hotel. Oh, do you yes. Know, do you know what they said to me at the Plaza Hotel? I don't know. Uh, they said you can use the bathrooms at Bergdorf's. They're not... They, turns out they don't want people just tramping through. That's what the woman at the Eloise store told me. Go to Bergdorf's and use their bathroom. <laughs> they, so they invited you to use a restroom elsewhere. Yeah, she said Bergdorf's or the Apple store, and I have never seen an Apple store with a bathroom, so... <laughs> just go pee on an iPad, I guess. Yeah. That was their idea. I, I do like that we, it took us a sec, we weren't all together in one place until last night at, at incidentally, Margaritaville Times Square. <laughs> oh, outside, yes. outside of, outside of a, a Jimmy Buffett concert, when does that get that big of a pop? <laughs> in Brooklyn, in Brooklyn, when in is Brooklyn. there that amount of applause for, for Jimmy Buffett? But yeah. right now, right fucking now. Yeah, yeah. But the but one thing that I like is that we were all starting to. It was like, well, what, yeah. What have you What have you guys been up to? You've been having a good trip. And I like that the one of the first things out of Jason's mouth was uh, about your hotel and that it was it was like this place has free waters. <laughs> like every, highlight number one of every the vacation. Every hour last night, he would say, "And we have free waters." <laughs> And he would then, at a certain point, he goes, look what I got. And he showed me the bottle of free water. <laughs> I, look, I, you got to save money when you visit the city somehow, because they discovered <laughs> Las Vegas-style resort fees, and they just Oh, this is another you. thing. They just drive Wait, me yes, crazy. This is another thing that's happened a lot. Jason, you ran Jason. into it, too. But you, in what world are resort fees new and only Las Vegas. That's uh, the confusion on my part. I'm ju- they're not new, but they are out of control. They're newly out of control. Oh, okay. All right, all yeah. right. Well, this seems like this is like a good stump speech for your uh, the, trying to become the mayor of New York. I am. Uh, mm-hmm. It's the platform. I mean, the people have spoken. They've raised their voices, and they've said, we want a guy who's even weirder than Eric Adams. <laughs> Free bottles of water for Free everyone. Bottles of water. Um, Pretty good. Look, we have had a, a fantastic uh, time, I would say. Uh, but even in the good times, we have been walking around and feeling some some areas missing, some things, some some of the soul of the city, uh, and we don't know exactly what happened to it. There's a term we've used in some of our, our saga type things: fallen brothers. And we've uh, mm. we have seen uh, uh, Mike. If you could hit a couple of oh, yeah, slides yeah. here, some of the fallen brothers that we have noticed, and we hate to bum you out, but uh, right here, <laughs> yeah, this is Mike and I at three in the morning, paying our respects to the closed for now Planet Hollywood. Um, what a bummer. It's a shame. They, they should not have to move. They should never have to replace the carpet. It should only get filthier and filthier as the years go by. That's their right. Uh, Jason paid some respects. He noted the, the, the very sad absence of the fashion cafe. 
Sorry, buddy. I, yeah. you know, at least was able to drown my sorrows in a Magnolia Bakery banana pudding <laughs> shortly after this picture was taken at 7.30 in the morning. Um, and then, of course, you've got that there is no longer the world, the, the, the WWE Times Square yeah, restaurant. What a, what a bummer. Um, yeah, oh my God. I mean, it is a hard rock now, so it's kind of a lateral, but you know, it's the less unique. There was only one of the wrestling uh, place. I'm so sorry to see you this, this uh, downtrodden, Jason. Yeah. Um, and then what's the... Wait, there's one more of like... Uh, there's uh, one this... more. Oh, that's just me eating a hot dog. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> hot dog king shouted in the audience. That's incredible. Another thing that only gets that big of a pop at like a Jimmy Buffett concert. <laughs> um, I, I ate a hot dog. Yeah! <laughs> um... <laughs> So, you know, look, sad stuff, and, you know, and, and among other things, the, the, to- the Toys R Us with the big Ferris wheel yeah. inside. The, uh, the, there was the never-built Lionsgate theme park that was... <laughs> no, right? You would have... You natives would have had it all the time. You would have been there every night at the Mad Men bar, <laughs> the, the Hunger Games escape room. <laughs> How can you even live in a city without these things? And this is kind of what we're getting at. We are wondering what happened to our New York. Our New York. Oh, the real Ours. New York. The real New York. The New York of people Me. who did not grow up here, <laughs> but just visited once when we were 13. That New York, what happened to it? Or <laughs> where is it gone? You know, we, I think everybody here, know, and, the, and, the, and the native New Yorkers will tell you, New York hit its peak between 1994 and 1999. You all know it. <laughs> These are fat. You know, New York. That, that, that New York. The New York of our, you know, Giuliani. 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 That was the time. <laughs> Boo. Whoa. How what? Could... Did something happen? <laughs> he was... I haven't been watching anything on the news lately. Yeah. Look, say what you will about the recent events with the guy, but when he ran things around here, there was a Disney store on every corner. (laughs) And until the very, very end of his term, no 9-11s. Yeah. Remember that. He did it. That man did it for for us. For us. People who aren't from here. Yeah. I visited first when I was 27. This is, you know, this is, uh, I've been in Brooklyn before, but this is the first time I've ever stepped foot in Brooklyn. I've only ever been here on a double-decker bus tour before. (laughs) Which feels a little too on point for our whole deal. So... Should have been all double double decker buses out there. That's how everybody should have gotten here tonight. That's our New York. Damn it. Yeah. So we what we want to do tonight is figure out what happened to that New York. The dumb New York. (laughs) What became of it? And in order to do that, we had to enlist the help of somebody who was on the ground, who watched it happen, who saw what we had, and then watched it all fall apart. 
and he's going to give us some of his expertise. Uh, I think we have a great guest tonight. Wait a minute, wait a minute. He's no mere guest. Why, why this man is an accidental PTR legend. <laughs> From Blake Check, it's Griffin Newman, everybody! All hugging like we haven't spent the last 36 hours together. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> pointing with every limb. I feel like every time I've, I've come on the show since uh, accidentally being anointed a PTR legend, <laughs> I have said that accidental PTR legend is the credit I value most. Wow. That having been said, the audience response to... <laughs> He is an accidental PTR legend. Broke my brain a little bit. Um, uh, uh-huh. I don't. Oh wow! I'm real. Thanks. I don't want to front load here, but I do, we have a lot to talk about tonight. Mm, we have sure. a larger subject, but yeah, I yeah. think it extends to multiple subjects. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but just because I wasn't sure if Mike was going to bring it up or not. Uh huh. Now that it's been invoked, I feel like I need to reveal a, a text conversation. Oh. Yeah. All right. All right. Huh? Between who and we should have okay, put this curious. up on the on the slide. We should have. Uh-huh. I didn't yeah. know. I meant to ask you because I didn't know if you were holding back a secret. Well, I was uh, sending you nudes. Yes. <laughs> no, I yes. didn't do that. Um, we, it's more we, embarrassing, <laughs> by the way. It's more embarrassing. <laughs> we have we have a group text. Yeah. Called Grifford's the ride. <laughs> But occasionally there will be siloed conversations. Uh You and I will mostly talk about people who are uh, professional comedians who we think are not funny. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, congratulations, by the way, to uh, Louis C.K. on his Grammy. Just happened, just saying, Louis, yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Boo! I found him. We didn't pick it. (laughs) Did something happen? We've We've been backstage for the last 45 minutes. Did something happen? Um, Jason and I will talk about uh, snacks and deals and Mike will send me links to buy action figures yeah that's true but but I got uh, on March 1st yeah. about a month ago <laughs> seven days before my birthday unrelated I don't know why I said that <laughs> actually six no it's the seventh I'm wrong mm. I, I got a text and it was three photos Mm -hmm. Okay, and the first photo was like a Google map sort of itinerary there Mm -hmm. of 23 minutes to get from Times Square to uh, Union Hall. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. All true so far. Or the Bell House, sorry, excuse me. It's a Bell House. Uh, The second text was a performance calendar for Hadestown. (laughs) And the third text was the personal website patrickpageonline.com True. with the screenshot of the contact info for his manager mm-hmm. it's on it's online this is some i did not get this like in no, some weird no, it's way it's public it's public 
Fan poll is public. And it was just those three photos, and then Mike texted, what are the chances? So now that I feel confident that's not happening, Mike was asking me, as a person who understands the geographic layout of New York City mm-hmm. and the energy arcs of doing a Broadway performance, do you yep. think there is any chance we could solicit Patrick Page to come off of a Sunday matinee performance? Two shows, right? Two shows? Uh, I think only one. One. Okay, one okay. On so it's yeah. no problem then. The question was, would Patrick Page come here and do a freak like me needs company? I, if, if Mike offered to pay for the Uber. I think you I think... Uh, <laughs> I sent you these pictures, and I think you were like... You realize... You, first of all, you didn't know what I was talking about. I did. You, said, you were just what like, are the what? chances? And I said that you could see Hades Town. <laughs> and then do the show? I thought the contact information would be enough to explain what I was doing. Uh, uh, You're a performer, right? You love an audience. Well, we've got one. (laughs) We had multiple texts about it, and then about like 15 messages later, I said, just want to point out, it was insane of you to just share those three pictures (laughs) and think I could put your full intent together. And then your response was, quote, this theater is surprisingly easy to break into. <laughs> and, then, huh? and then you admitted the error of your ways. You said, I realized that I needed to send one more of Green Goblin on Letterman to fully explain. Yeah. This is real, uh, Mr. Policeman. I gave you all the clues, energy. <laughs> I wasn't confused about who Patrick Page was was or who he was to you. I didn't understand what you thought Folks, could sometimes happen. you get a little excited. And you get overzealous. Okay. And you think you can do... You can present an idea in a fun way. Mm. And it comes out confusing. It comes out confusing. That can happen. Can happen. And that's what happened here. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I acknowledge came. that, yes. This was... Look, there were a lot of people I cornered and said, what do you think the chances are? That this guy, on my birthday, it was the last 45 minutes I had a, I had a party a, couple, a month or two ago, whenever it was, March 7th. Uh, uh, and I kept being like, what do you, th- you think he would do it? And no one knows him, why would... <laughs> I've had it in my head, and then, yeah, it didn't... Uh, Did you text Griffin after you presented the idea to Jason and I, and the response was kind of, I don't know if this will... <laughs> Uh, when did I first present it? February? I think I saw... Was it a year ago? <laughs> I've been when we, sitting with The first time this. we did the podcast ever? Yeah, I think it was... I think I, I threw the idea out, and you were like, oh, okay, well, maybe, I guess. Yeah. And then I went home and, like, got my chemistry set out. <laughs> and I was like, if I find a formula... <laughs> We can trick this man and come from the Broadway show. Just to clarify, I thought you were texting me privately because it was a secret and you didn't want Jason Scott well, to know. But in fact, you were texting me privately because Jason and Scott had already <laughs> known and not been thrilled at the idea. We, we mumbled, I think, is what we did. Yes. I needed some more enthusiasm for sure. the idea. 
Sure. So, yes. So, so, well, why don't we applaud the idea now? It was a nice idea. There's the enthusiasm. Yeah. He's great. It's right here. We love Patrick Page. He's on, he's on the Gilded Age right now, too, by the way. Big wow, pop for the Gilded Age. Gilded Age heads in the audience. <laughs> Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, let's let's have a seat. There's one thing to to mm-hmm. do. There we yeah. go. Ah, all right. And thanks. For, yes, seats. All right. Seats is a thing we say. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, oh, and you know what? Actually, now that we're in a kind of a transitional moment, a little surprise for you, Griffin. Uh, in honor of your presence here, we transformed our logo to be reminiscent of the logo of your favorite ride. There you go. Great. For the listener at home, there is a moon, and it says, Podcast the Ride Through New York, starring Podcast the Ride. Uh, the ultimate New York attraction. Now, I, I have to ask, I don't want to uh, <laughs> expose you guys, oh. but all three of you went to the live taping of SNL last night. That's correct. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. Thank and you, Kyle. how many different moments, and this is, I, it's three separate questions. Oh. Good. At how many different moments did each of you clock something and go, wow, that looks just like the pre-ride <laughs> cue for the oh, Jim yeah. Fallon ride? Yeah, the constantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, the whole lobby is exactly like it's that. It's well yes. made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, wow, the, the real 30 Rock is like the fake 30 Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jason will tell you after we were le- when we were leaving and we were still in 30 Rock I kept going well where's the Steve Allen representation and he goes yeah where's Jack Parr so a glass case for Conan that's this wide tiny... wedged in between two Jay Leno cases the Conan memorial sliver yes <laughs> yeah no it's it was look being there last night was almost as good as being in Orlando on the ride. <laughs> that is what, yes, it was very impressive to watch Saturday Night Live happen, but one note I have is that the entire uh, seating didn't dislodge itself yeah. and go into the river and up into the moon. Yes. Mm-hmm. What, what, what if that ride was instead Lorne coming out mm. and going, you know, the show doesn't go on because it's ready. <laughs> It goes on because it's 11.30. But it's 11.25. I think there's enough time for a ride. And then you chased Lauren Michaels to the moon. That's a plus-up. Yeah. You fixed it. You plussed it up. That's a plus-up. Wow. And, wow. Then, the, uh, and then the Blues Brothers are on the moon. The new Blues Brothers. 
Jim. It's it's Jim and Goodman. No well, Ackroyd? No, no. I, well, we all have our different favorite configuration yeah. of the Blues Brothers. You know, we can argue who's first, who's better, but like, yeah. I, I'm more of a three-piece Blues Brothers guy. Okay. I like Jim, Danny, and John together. Yeah. That's my... Dream, that's my team. Can we get Buster Blues in there? J. Evan Bonifant? We absolutely can. Yeah. Again, everyone has their own favorite configuration of the Blues Brothers. I like the licensed touring Blues Brothers when it's just like a couple guys doing the numbers. <laughs> Clearly the only wrong answer is the original Blues Brothers. The answer no one has given and up here will not give. How do you, like, yeah, how do you blue, I ask people. (laughs) Feel free to hashtag that on your way out of the the venue. How do you blue? I want to hear how you blue. How do you blue? Your comments. uh, (laughs) What was that? What? There's a video game? You guys don't know about the video game? No, no. We don't have to. Oh, my God. Blues Brothers 2000 video game? There's a Blues Brothers 2000 video game that I recently repurchased. (laughs) Wow. I'm not, I'm not kidding. I... Uh, I don't want to go off onto too much of a side tangent here. It's too late. <laughs> there, were, there was a Blues Brothers 2000 video game. I've not replayed it since I purchased it, but I have an N64. And, uh, yeah. The game as I remember it, because Blues Brothers 2000 came out before 2000. It came out like 98. And the game by my memory came out in like 2001. It missed it by like years. And it was one of those games where you're like, they're going to cancel this. I remember seeing it in Nintendo Power Magazine, and they kept on being like, it's been pushed back six months, but they claim it's still going to happen. And my memory was that it was sort of like a a Parappa the Rappa type thing, where you're like (laughs) matching up music notes. Am I right about this? It was like you're you're trying to hit a Dance Dance Revolution type. The notes are dropping. You're trying to do the blues. Yep. Yes. What, what, song, what songs are in the game? Sweet I, Home Chicago? I don't remember. I remember it being kind of like uh, royalty-free, generic, <laughs> blues-type music with caricatured versions of the four members of the, of the 2000 band. Mighty Mac. Right, yes. Uh, don't have to name Elwood all of them, Buster. do we? <laughs> I, so this is a, a very pivotal memory, which is why we bought this game. Video games were like forbidden in my household for a very long time. I was the oldest kid, and my parents, when they finally were like, Berlin Wall is coming down, we will allow a video game system wow. in the Newman household. They decided that like I had gotten too many things as the oldest child, and that they had mm. to even the score, so my brother was allowed to have the video game console. It was technically his. The N64 was technically his, and he had the rights over it. And I would rent dumb games based off of movies from Blockbuster and be like, I need to play this. You have to let me play this. Move. I was playing the Blues Brothers 2000 video game, and he was like, your time is over. And I was like, I'm so close. You cannot. I have to. I'm in it. And we had such a big fight that my brother punched me in the head and broke his hand. And blamed it on me for having too hard of a skull. And I brought this up to him. I was like, I'm not misremembering. And he was like, Blues Brothers 2000 video game? Absolutely. <laughs> like, it's like a wedged point of our relationship. Wow. Yeah. You know what would have softened that blow is if you were wearing a fedora. <laughs> mm. uh, 
Griffey Gentle Blues. Landing. Old Griffey Blues. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should have come out dressed like the Blues Brothers. Uh, next show. Next it's show. coming. You know it's coming. Yeah. Uh, um, okay, let's uh, let's talk about some some dumb New York, some some dumb Times Square stuff because. Um, I don't know. Like it, it, it does seem like you were you were here in the in the peak. You were the peak age for uh, uh, stupid Times Square stuff. Uh, what was it like, man? Bizarre Woodstock when there were five themed restaurants. Who? So, who where were your places? Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll run through some of them. Uh, I, I I'm I'm New York born and raised. I'm a city boy. Um, you guys were making your jokes about like the New York, the people who visited once when they were 12 remember. I feel like I was the one, like, as a kid and still as an adult, local, born and bred New Yorker who stayed here who likes all the things that tourists like that New Yorkers hate. And I have a very distinct memory of at some point in the 90s, some like snarky New York Post headline uh, about Giuliani and the Disneyfication of New York and asking my parents, can you explain to me why this is a bad thing? <laughs> like, that term kept on getting thrown out of, like, Julian, there's a fucking Disney store in New York. And I was like, yeah, that's a great place to have <laughs> a Disney store. What is the issue here? All your favorite characters are there. But they're yes. all in one place. Yes. Uh, and this was also, like, th- n- there were not the unlicensed costumed characters in New York, in Times Square at that point. Hmm. That's, like, a later phenomenon. Uh, so I just remember having no impression of Times Square until the moment that everyone started complaining about Times Square being ruined. <laughs> and then Times Square became the place I begged my dad to take me on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of my childhood was like horse trading where my brother was a big jock and my dad really liked sports and he coached all the teams. And there was years where I was forced to be in those leagues and then years where I was forced to sit in the sidelines and watch my brother play. And there was often some balancing of, like, what's the griff thing we're going to do this weekend? (laughs) And the other part of the equation was that I hated food. (laughs) I was, like, a dangerously underweight kid that everyone thought was going to die. (laughs) And my mom wanted to be the kind of uh, parent who raised children on health food, but immediately realized, I can do that and lose a son at the age of four... (laughs) Or I can give in. He's stubborn and he refuses to eat anything. So, so often for me, I feel like so much of my relationship to food is based around, did the place give me a toy or was there entertainment value around the meal? And so this period of time we're talking about, the 90s, Times Square, and also I'd say the Central Park West area was this golden age of theme restaurants where these are places that like tourists would go to one time and my dad had to cycle through them. Because <laughs> it was the only way to get me to eat food. Wow. Yeah. What am I the least sick of? He would have to determine. Right. right. So my memory was the one that was sort of like the most agreeable was the Motown Cafe. It okay. started, there was, it was like 50th West 50s. Near Central Park West was where there started to be this original movement of theme restaurants. And then it started to migrate into Times Square. But the Motown Cafe had, like, by my memory, relatively good food and was a theme that my father cared about. <laughs> like, he liked, he liked the ambiance. He liked the music they were playing. I think their big selling point was they had, like, 
the world's largest record (laughs) on the ceiling. It was meaningless, but there was a gold record on the ceiling that was quite big. But then it was like reasonable soul food in a restaurant that had a good playlist and otherwise was sort of like hard rock adjacent, just like classy memorabilia on the walls. These words, reasonable and good... I can't, I, I can't, uh, you, I have no use for these words. That's right, I was like, this is just a taste. This is a sample. Give me the real shit here. I want a place where people are serving me in character. Yeah. I want a place where yes. there's lore, there's a narrative for me to buy into. Absolutely. And most importantly, and I think Motown maybe did okay on this front, I want to laugh when I have to order the food. I want the act of saying what yeah, item yeah. I want off the menu to feel like delivering a joke. Yeah, order the silliest. I like to order the silliest thing on the menu. Uh, you and must. I make hard eye contact with the, wait- the waiter or waitress. Rudy Tootie, fresh and fruity. And I, men- I look menacing too. Set. Um, so, so, so where'd you go to up your game in that regard? We should mention, there's a three out of the four of us on stage went uh, for a late lunch today. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, We had the pleasure of uh, spending some time at Jekyll and Hyde. (laughs) Big enthusiasm. I'm glad glad that's got such a big response because they need some help over there. Yeah, get over there. (laughs) I think they declared bankruptcy last week. If you haven't had the, the pleasure, how do you how do you describe this? I don't think was there one sentence that it's like it's a restaurant with a bunch of creepy stuff happening. I, I, there's just so much stuff happening. Yeah, I hadn't been there it's, in so long, and just I mean to go and like uh, uh, in in sort of uh, macro here that I feel like was my gateway. There was the West Village location. We live fairly close to that, and that was very themed but reasonably sized. And felt kind of, and I think you guys observed this, it felt bespoke. Like it was odd compared to like the Robert Earl empire and shit, where it was like, this is just some weird New York thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's funding this? What is this? You know? And then that, like it existed for a while. It was kind of an odd New York curio. And then it caught fire. And then there was this expansion of like Motown Cafe, Television City, All Star Sports Cafe, multiple Planet Hollywood locations. Uh, the night gallery, put a pin in that, want to come back to that. Uh, uh, okay. Um, uh, 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 the fashion cafe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. There was sort of this, like, then there was this Harley Davidson cafe. Mm-hmm. All, All our expansion. favorite brands. Yeah, we love here oh, in New York man. City. We love our bikes, our hogs. That's us. That's the three of us. We love our hogs. Yeah. But there are places like the, the um, what is it called? The Starlight Diner, which still exists in Times Square. Mm. These are these places where it's like they had half of the equation, which was that's a place where the bit is kind of like all the servers who work here are aspiring Broadway actors, and every 30 minutes there's a show. And it's someone sort of doing their Broadway audition. Uh-huh. In and Jekyll was, and Hyde, it's every four minutes. Well, and those people are in character, mm-hmm. and you're entering a world, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, Like, there were places where it's like, this place is themed to look like this. Or there are places where people perform. And Jekyll and Hyde, I feel like, was the breakthrough. I was like, we can have full immersion into this kind of thing. 
And then Jekyll and Hyde moved... The, the West Village location that's still there was the original one. And then they made, like, a huge expansion. To, I think it was, like, 57th and Central Park West. And they had this multi-story place that was absurd. And it, this was around the same time. I was, like, such a big... We were saying today, like... Uh, I was really into horror as long it was as long as it was the appropriate level of funny. Yeah. Like Scooby-Doo levels of horror. Yeah, tricks, yeah, sure. Which that fit for me perfectly and then I loved magic. So the David Copperfield Magic Times Square Cafe oh, rooms. Oh. Wow. I wish. Were Boy, do I wish. Circulating at the same point, but at its peak Jekyll and Hyde, the Central Park West location had some of that where it was like, you sit in a booth and there's a painting, and 45 minutes into your meal, the holes might open in the eyes behind the painting, and someone starts talking to you. Or you're sitting under a sphinx, and then all of a sudden, when you are not warned, the sphinx's mouth starts moving, and it's the loudest object you ever heard in the world. Clap, 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 clap. And Much if you were, louder than the dialogue. And, and if you were like great. a little taller, it would like give you a concussion. It was just clacking like this, and like under it, you're like, ah, like, We were Jesus. lucky that you were sitting, you weren't sitting on the inside of the booth. You I would, would not have made been. it to the show. The Sphinx, I, the Sphinx would have taken my life. And my soul. <laughs> if you want to see Mike, that he's currently bleeding out in Jekyll and Hyde. Go pay your respects. Mm-hmm. This is uh, quite a set. Like, I know when I'm eating, I am looking forward to be spooked and startled. You know, that doesn't seem like it could lead to catastrophe at all. I don't want to blow the lead here. I know it was invoked, but no, it was said that you had been staying at the Margaritaville Hotel. And in the main restaurant, they do a show like once an hour, right? They do like a sort of light show where they play a Buffett medley and they project stuff on the wall. It's like once an hour, get ready on the hour. There's like a little brief show. And I hadn't been to Jekyll and Hyde, that location, maybe 20 years. We're going there at 3.30 on a rainy <laughs> Sunday, one week after they filed for bankruptcy. <laughs> and I was Not like, a meal time. I'm like, what do we get? What do we you do? You guys are outside, and I was like, is it open? And you kind of went like, we don't know. Not sure. It might not be open. It looks like it, it didn't look open. Closed. I, like, touched the door like I was afraid. I, like, touched it. I'm like, it is opening, I guess. Right. That was your... You were like, the door does open. The restaurant might not be open. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't... I, yeah, I was scared. When you walk in there, I was like, look, there are a lot of show elements. This was still always the smallest of the three Jekyll and Hyde locations because it was this one, the original, then they expand Central Park West, and then they made a big move at the peak of the financial collapse in 2008, they were like, let's get while the getting's good and move into Times Square. And they take over Times Square. That's like a catastrophe. That's the spot that later, I believe, Guy Fieri took over. <laughs> the same spot. Wow, That's, wow. Right. He took over that spot, and then that fell into ruin, and now I feel like it cycled through a bunch of different things. But that was their spot they had. And the other ones, like the Central Park West one, it was like, you entered, and there was, like, a coachman, and he was, like, right this way. And then they had this thing. It was almost like a haunted mansion-type thing where the lights turned on, and it felt like the room was filled with spikes, and the room would compress, and you'd feel like you were going to get crushed alive. Whoa, whoa. And then the lights would turn off, you'd hear screaming, and the lights would turn on, and they'd be, like, how many in your party? (laughs) Best night of my life. And the Times Square one, I think you entered through, like, a, a, a London phone booth. 
They had more like theatricality in every element. As opposed to walking in and being unsure if the establishment is open at all. So then we walk in and the guy who's like greeting us is like wearing a winter coat inside and is like... So many times I kept going, is this part of it? Right. (laughs) Like, that guy's got like a suit on. Is he in character? The the guy asked us, he was like, do you guys want to eat? And it almost felt like a judgment. Yeah. And there was one... You know you're here, right? (laughs) Here. There was one other party inside, and I was like, I just take in everything that's happening. I want to warn you guys, I feel like they've fallen on hard times. It's been nerfed a little... I don't know how many elements around us are still in play. We saw at least ten different things talk to us. You get pummeled with entertainment in this place. And this They're, is like, the every, bad one. This is the failed one. Yeah, every, every like, four, we'd be having a conversation, and then, like, lights and, like, clack, 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 and, like, a skeleton's telling us the same right. jokes that the mad scientist just told us, basically. <laughs> just puns galore, and we're like, right. oh, that's great. I mean, we loved it, too, but it was like, I've never been so entertained <laughs> so aggressively. <laughs> Jason, you Jason, you were, you would have been upset. You would have, like you would have been like I'm trying to eat my my uh, pot pie here. <laughs> Keep it down. Huh? Yeah, like Jason, they have like framed giant pictures of like Lugosi, Karloff, yeah. Cheney, but then they also have things as if they're like Joe Rody style artifacts. <laughs> That were discovered, and then there are plaques underneath animatronic characters that explain their backstory. And, and Mike kept on being like, what's the loop? It repeats every hour, and then we got to, like, hour two, and it was like, there's still new material Jeez. we're seeing. The there was most a, 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 Yeah, there was a failed Frankenstein thing. They tried to bring a Frankenstein to life, then, like, Dr. Brain was talking. Right. And then Jack, Dr. we were Jekyll, leaving. Mr. Hyde. Yeah. Right, and we were leaving, and then we got Dr. Jekyll, and he had not even, he had not done anything while we were there. Sphinx, Mountain <laughs> Werewolf had Gargoyle, Skeleton Skeletons band. at the piano organ, yeah. yeah. There um, was the guy behind the bar we couldn't even see, and some... <laughs> There are two parties. We're both all the way in the back. No one's at the bar. When we walked in, someone was clearly finishing up day drinking at the bar and stumbled out. (laughs) Okay, look around in the the room here. Imagine every single thing was an anthropomorphic character. Every single thing. Every single object possible (laughs) can talk to you and will talk to you. And I kept on saying these things used to talk, but they probably don't anymore. And then every 10 minutes, a new thing would talk. (laughs) Hey, I'm Mr. Projector. Hey there. <laughs> but we're sitting all the way in the back, and at some point there's some extended comedy routine happening towards the front, and like an employee comes out and they're like, it's a thing behind the bar, none of you can see it. <laughs> did it did it feel like there was so much going on at a certain point that they were making fun of you? Like <laughs> We should also say this is the other. This is the reason I'm. I'm sorry you couldn't be there, Jason. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I feel like very often uh, Scott and Mike pitch things where they're like, "You should be walk around Austin Powers in Universal Osaka, <laughs> Universal <laughs> Singapore, yeah, sure. Right? You should play Ruben Kincaid or whatever." They're like pitching you parts, right? <laughs> yeah, Ruben Kincaid. <laughs> yeah, Partridge Family character Ruben Kincaid. <laughs> That one does need cliff notes, yes. Anyway, yes. You know, you know. A big part of the uh, <laughs> Jekyll and Hyde, and I thought this would have gone by the wayside, 
mm. is that not your servers who are just normal people explaining things on the menu to you, explaining that they have not had souvenir glasses since the pandemic, <laughs> despite how much you are willing to pay the upcharge. Please, I'm begging you. Just fill, grab something off the wall and fill it up. Give it to me. They have, like, walk-around characters doing bits, and it was one guy just ping-ponging between the two parties there for two hours. There are six people in the restaurant. And God bless him, he had to work with all of us. But you would have had a fucking field day with the confines that this performer had to work with, where it's like, can you be generically spooky? Hmm. But funny. Yes. Yes. Right. He had a puppet cat. He had a puppet. He didn't use a puppet a lot. <laughs> Lost that through line. A little yes. puppet. There's a little puppet work. I could have done with a, a little more puppet. He had a but... face mask on, which he joked allowed him to be a ventriloquist. Yes. Which is All a right. good bit. Pretty it's good. It's funny. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah I like that. Um, now, the, by, I, by the way, we love this place. It was, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone gets there. This go, 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 go. Loved it. Loved it. <laughs> Jason, you're saying. I looked this uh, place up when it came up in conversation a couple weeks ago, and the, the big thing on the website is like, and of course, you can prepay now $50 for your prefixed meal and entertainment. And I, I was just like, what? Wait, what is it? Because Griffin, you you were kind of like like oh, we just pop in, get a drink or stuff, and I'm like, they're making it sound like this is a full dinner theater production on the wet. Like they're like trying to get your money before you walk in the door, probably to pay their utility Correct. bills. The Correct. way things are going. Correct. Because they asked us, they were like, "Did you guys reserve a package?" And we were like, "No." And they were like, "Okay, fine." Like there was no, "You've done this wrong." There was a like, "Oh, we'll get as much money as you give us today." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I, I don't, I don't mean to move on from from Jekyll and Hyde, but just in the in the interest of like what you were saying, Jason. Yeah. Um, uh, odd things that are being pitched is like, well, you guys are good. the good boys are going to be in New York. There's stuff that you gotta you gotta try and do. And one of the big things that you were pitching us uh, was the the American Dream Mall, which which we did an episode about, and people here know it for sure. But it's this bizarre, it's this massive indoor mall that has a there's a, a water park and a Nickelodeon park and a Lego thing and. Angry Birds mini golf. It, it's, it's so insane. It's way off in, in Jersey. Yeah. But, but... About that, Griffin's pitch to us was that, like, it's even worse in person and it's really hard to get to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, is, which is how, which is what we discussed in trying to figure mm-hmm. it. Just like, you know, of course that would be interesting and funny, but logistically it just seems so difficult and insane and how are we getting... Anyway, I went. I did it. <laughs> American dream! Yeah. You guys didn't know! What? I lived the American dream. The- For the audience at home, this is me uh, not in front of the Statue of Liberty. Not the one you're thinking of. <laughs> the one made of jelly beans. 
at the three-story It's Sugar. I went, guys, I went. Needed to keep that sick. Griffin and Jason didn't know. Mike, was, I had to tell for slide purposes. There was so much discussion of Scott was like, I have a secret. I'm not sure if I should tell you. I think I have to because you have to put it in your iPad. But like, I don't want, like, let's keep it from Jason. Like, it was a negotiation. Every 10 minutes, you guys would come backstage and go, uh, uh, Jason Griffin, if you want to come out now, you can. But I would send you, while we were doing tech, now, I would, I'd be like, Jason, go to the some. back. You can't no, see no, no. what's on here. You Flip cannot. You cannot see this picture of me in front of a jelly bean statue. You're That'll ruin everything. For the next uh, five minutes, if you want to rock around, but then five minutes after that, you cannot see what's happening on yeah. stage. Precious materials. Um, yes. Well, did you did you sample something at the Oreo Cafe? You haven't shut up about oh, it. Oh yeah, so yeah. Long. I know. Yeah. I actually, I, I did not though. I took a photo under it's the, the a giant Oreo on top of the ceiling, which look, feels like maybe similar to that giant record. Um, I mean, what? Wait, what, I forget what slides I have. What, what else you, do you we want me, me to doing? change them? Well, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. What, what's next? Oh, there's me. <laughs> it's just me chilling with Jelly Belly. Is the um who is that a is that like the official Jelly Belly mascot? Uh, um, is that, I, it's is amazing that, we don't know offhand. Wow, so. is, is the character's like name it. Jelly Belly? Is he the titular role? Yeah, <laughs> he is. I feel like you don't know. I feel like people don't. I feel like they're guessing that his name is Jelly <laughs> Belly. Throwing oh, whatever out. Is that a is a jelly bean on his head? Uh, a jelly bean shaped chef's hat. What is it? It's a taupe. It's a jelly bean taupe. <laughs> it's a jelly <laughs> uh, Whatever it was, it looked excellent in person and smelled great, too. Uh, um, so let me, okay, in terms of what, let, let, let me say how, so, so getting there involved, all I had to do was walk a mile and a half from the hotel to, I ignored the bus instructions were so crazy. The transit, just like, okay, I cannot compute. It went so long. There's people in the front row who know. I'm so, I'm uh, speaking to the, the converted here. Uh, yeah, 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 yes. So, well, so, but then I ended up on a ferry, which was delightful. <laughs> I loved being on the ferry. The wind blowing through my hair, beautiful views. And then I got in and I'm hanging with Mr. Jelly Belly. I'm having a good time, and I'm starting to think, with this thing, with this narrative that's been uh, woven, that, like, oh, it's so crazy to get to, who would... I'm starting to think, like, I think that I... I I think that the others are the fools, and I am the one having a dream of a day at the American Dream Mall. What's next? Uh, Oh, this is now... Unfortunately, I was one day off from the American Dream Presents DJ Polly D's Amusement Park Takeover. <laughs> Did anybody here go? Is that, is that possible? I guess not. Somebody <laughs> oh, wow, almost did. Here. That's incredible. Uh, um, and, uh, and I think there's one more... Um, Okay, oh, that's me in front of the non-functioning indoor ski slope. <laughs> the massive smell. Like, now, and now, Griffin, you know this. Now, you went, so you know yeah, a lot of yeah, these so things. Just to, just to clarify, so I, um, <laughs> I, I texted you guys, I guess. You had said, we, we booked a New York show. Do you want to be a guest? I said, yeah, what's the theme? He said, we don't know. And then I went to the American Dream, and I texted you guys, and I went, look, I don't, I just, I don't want to force your hand. I just want to say I went to the American Dream Mall today. It is t- 
terrible? <laughs> so bad? <laughs> I think... We know. We... <laughs> right. I, and I said, yeah, I think you might want the New York Live show to be about that. And Jason, I believe, responded, we've already done an episode on the American Dream Mall. And I said, yes, I know, but you haven't done a saga. <laughs> I sensed the hesitation. Jason asked, how easy is it to get there? I said, incredibly difficult. <laughs> His salesmanship was so on point. Right. And the subject was dropped. I uh, was not really aware of it until your episode. Despite, despite being here on the East Coast, I guess I'd heard word it's been fucking three decades. Yeah. Casting a shadow. Getting going from. forever, and then it finally opens, and then pandemic gets. Right. What place you'd least want to be. What bad luck for a place... A, a, uh, an operation that had otherwise done everything right up until that point <laughs> to just get foiled at the last possible moment. How could an indoor ski slope not become a, a vibrant part of the New no. Jersey atmosphere? <laughs> uh, what was there's, that? There's the, the, the sports <laughs> arena that's right next to it that I forget the name of. Uh, Matt Live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's over by where the Mets play, yeah. I saw a concert. No, no, no the Jets. It's not. The, the Jets. Jets. Shit. I fucking hate it. But it's MetLife. Get him. I thought it was Met. Get, get him. Get him. Get him. Get him. Right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know sports okay. or any of many other things. I like that you're getting booed even though I'm the one who said, hey, where some sports thing happened. That's right. I took a stab and yeah. I, I fell off a cliff, but. <laughs> My friend and I went to a concert there over last summer. I was texting you guys photos, and I was like, fuck, now that I'm on the outside of it, I need to go. Yeah. And then I had a friend who, was a, who is a Podcast The Ride listener who was like, my, my sister and, and her girlfriend are coming into the city. We're going to go to the Nickelodeon theme park at American mm. Dream. Do you want to go? And I was like, I absolutely have to go. So that was the explicit yeah. purpose of the trip. And then we wandered around a little bit. I feel like we covered 5% of it in total. It's so big. It's, it's so big. It's so big and it, it has that weird casino feeling where there's like no natural light. There are no windows. There's no air. They're like pumping things in there. You go down court, you have no sense of orientation. There are no maps anywhere. There are so no, easy like, to get lost. It's not a loop. Like where the hell do you come in and out? But there's no like mall style guide maps where it's like you are here, here's where anything is. They want you to feel like you're, you just have to succumb to this thing. <laughs> yes. Well, which? Here's what happened to me. You said we didn't do, we haven't done a saga, but mm. I think I did do a saga. <laughs> because I, so at this point in time, I'm like, wow, I saw the ski slope and I saw the fake fireplace right next to it. I've had a wonderful day. Uh, this is great. Now I will just call the lift to get out of here. <laughs> You guys might know. So I call, and, and li- so I, I get on Lyft, and it says, all right, go to uh, uh, spot A. All right, sounds good, sounds organized. I go to spot A. It is not a place where cars are even near. Um, I, I, the, the Lyft guy is, like, circling around and in different parts, and now he's, like, across the river, and then eventually just says, uh, I, I can't find you, bye. Bails. I lose 15 minutes. So I'm like, okay, why don't I go to a way opposite pickup spot. I will go to D. I, I ask a guy in D who works there, is this a pickup spot? He says, no, you gotta go back to A. I'm like, I don't have time for that. I've already done it. It's like a mile away. My feet are already, they're killing me already, and I'm losing battery. I have to call this guy right now. I call a guy, and he, uh, again, lots of texts back and forth, sorry, I can't find you, bail. 
So now I'm like, okay, I need to try some other tactic, and I see that there is a, a bus station. So I go to the bus station, which is at somehow another opposite end of the mall that I have not been to yet. I go to the bus station. It's the single saddest place I've been to in months. Miserable, desolate. The weather was pretty bad at that moment. It's just getting drippy. I'm like, what brought me here? This is so crazy. I bought a $9 bus ticket. Then it looks, all right, when is it coming? I saw, I pulled up a website that had just a blank uh, white screen. There was no bus that day. <laughs> I text my wife, even though the phone is straight, because I feel like I need to let her know that I, my life is in peril now. <laughs> she, she says, oh no, are you going to have to sleep at the mall tonight? <laughs> I said, hang tight on that. I'm going to try some, some other plans. And I realize, okay, what I need to do is find a landmark that is not this mall. What's the nearest thing? The nearest thing is a Valero gas station 15 minutes away, miles away, and there is no sidewalk to get me there. So I'm going to get mowed over by a car if I even try. And then, so now, all of this has brought me to now I'm in the corner of the parking lot of an arena that they don't use anymore. I think it was the IZOD Center. I'm not going to try to guess who played there. <laughs> Lesson learned. But it is just this, like, just this empty parking lot. I am getting so, I am losing hope. Like, I left my family to do this. What have I done? But I'm like, well, maybe someone will be nice enough to get me from the corner of the parking lot of the abandoned arena. And then I get on Lyft and it says, please proceed back to the American Dream Mall. <laughs> like, I am being pulled back as if by a giant magnet. I don't know what to do. I eventually roll the dice. Maybe I will try going back to spot A. I call a guy who fiddles around for 15 minutes and then says, sorry, I can't find you. And I said, listen... Listen to me. <laughs> I, listen. I have lost two drivers today. And I will be goddamned if I'm going to lose a third. You have to work with me here. And sure enough, that was enough. Like, like my story reached through the phone and he tried a little harder. And, he, and the guy did find me. And I was so... Just thank you so Tried to tip big. You saved my life. Jesus Christ. Uh, some total of, from first trying to call a lift to the end of this process, two hours. Not even being home, being in the lift. Two hours. Uh, thus, I am driving away, and my sentiment is, fuck the American dream. Fuck the American dream. Thank you. That is my one-man show about American Dream Lift. Scott, I don't, I don't want to make you feel bad. Uh-huh. I'm a native of New York. I'm not a Jersey guy, but it's close enough. I understand how things work here. Uh-huh. I approached getting back home slightly differently than you. Okay. And just for next time, I want to give you some advice on what worked for me. Next time. Okay. Okay? I opened up Lift. Yeah. It said, go to Zone A. I booked a car, and then this was so easy. All I had to do was wait two full hours for another time. I had the same amount of time. The only 
only difference is I stayed in one fucking place. (laughs) The only thing I did different was stay put. It didn't make it longer or shorter. Two hours. I swear to God, two fucking hours. Did you guys just become best friends? (laughs) After what we survived. Two hours. After what we've been through. Two hours. Also, every fucking ride. I texted you guys this at the time. Every single ride at the Nickelodeon theme park hurt. Every single one hurt. I was like, this is like on cartoon shows when they make fun of Disney World and the joke is the ride has a hammer that hits you. Every single one of them was miscalibrated and hurt. Did you do the shell razor? I could. I tapped out at that point. It was, I'm sorry, it was the last thing of the day and I truly went, if I go on that, I'm going to vomit and not even from like nausea but exhaustion. Well, well, well. It seems like the moral of this story is Jason was right once again. (laughs) Don't encourage that. No more cheering. No. Stop your cheering. Don't get louder. That now you're at, there's going to be an Andrew Sisters Month soon, and it's all your fault for that cheer. No, don't cheer that either. Oh, man, the the episode potential episodes are just falling into our lap tonight. The Blues Brothers 2000 video game, Jelly Bean the Jelly Bean, the the dulcet tones of the Andrew Sisters. Yeah. Your free waters. <laughs> free waters the episode. Yeah. But here, okay, now after all that, after this craziness, we have covered a lot. We've covered a lot of New York stupidity, and yet we have not made it somehow to what was uh, intended to be the primary topic of the evening. And just think on what has not been name-checked in terms of immersive, in terms of taking you to a place. In terms of timeline, as I was saying, there was a rise and fall of themed entertainment restaurants that by the late 90s... There were articles saying, like, this was an experiment and it didn't work. They're all falling under. Mm. Planet Hollywood is compressing. And only one $15 million investment had the courage to place their chips down on the table in 1998 and go, let's get while the getting's good. Now's the time to start. Would you like to do the honors and say the name of this establishment? It's less of a name and more of a place. And... And yeah, and here's the twist. A time. Ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Mars 21 Club. Mars, 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 Mars. Weird. Weird. Yeah. Uh, let's see it. Let's see a sight of oh, this place. Let's thing see a beautiful lot. Wow! Oh. Look at that watermark. <laughs> Weird, sunken below whatever cozy is. <laughs> oh, there's a McDonald's. You can see the McDonald's. Oh yeah, cozy Square is bagels. Bagels, yeah. Oh yes, yeah. The well, bagels. Bagels. bagels, yeah. Um, um, so, um, this, is, this establishment was uh, 35,000 square feet. 
massive establishment. I think it had the record for being the largest themed restaurant in the world. Wow. Right? wow. It opened, yes. which is when the bubble had already burst. Uh-huh. Should we, should we show the video? That oh, yes. Let's see sense? how yeah. the world... Out. Oh, wait. Yes, Jason. In case you are at this show and don't know what we're talking about, which I find unlikely... Uh, here we Weird go. Mars-themed restaurant. Now, pay close attention to the food. Ah. <laughs> Take your family to a whole new world. A wormhole just opened up. Uh, Enjoy Martian cuisine. This is my favorite oh. genre of music as well. Yo, what? That looks pretty good. Oh. Oh. <laughs> a stressed out Martian waitress. Or a drink at the Star Bar. Star. Now, oh, this looks good. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wait, the drink was like dirty. <laughs> it was a little silverfish. All in the it. food is dirty. <laughs> Go home with an scumbag. alien woman. Dancing with an alien. Mmm, this is the grot. <laughs> the fake shredder is happy with what he's seeing. And what wow, a Mars wow. 21, 12. Oh, if only, if only we were there. Truly. You know, um, if I could just bring up, of course, Disneyland had a visionary behind it, Walt Disney. Mars 2112 had a visionary behind it, too. A man by the name of Pascal Fillon. Uh, the Irish Farmer's Journal. <laughs> that is something you already subscribe to. Well, <laughs> oh, you've never read the Irish Farmer's Journal before? Zero paywall problems there for Jason There's, doing research. Yeah. Where do you think I got this information? Um, the Irish Farmer's Journal referred to him as a former beef baron. <laughs> Oh, something I also refer Meanwhile, to you as. <laughs> the, the New York Observer referred to him as an Irish businessman chased by fraud allegations. <laughs> uh, if you Google this man now, you find out he works in, let's all say it at once, the solar energy industry of South Africa. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah. I mean, it's just a straight line, right? Like, all of that adds up, right? He, sold, he was in the meat industry in Ireland. He got into, like, uh, dining. He got into luxury hotels. Hmm. And then you end up in the solar energy industry. I mean, that's good, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's it's an American dream. I found this quote from him. I think it was in a New York Times article about when this place was opening. And there had been a lot of recent closures or a lot of these places that were on sort of uh, shaky legs at that point. And they said, are you worried at all about spending $15 million <laughs> to build this subterranean theme restaurant? And he said, no, because here's the difference. I don't view this as a theme restaurant. I view this as, like, a destination. It's tourism. It's travel. We don't have a theme. We have a location that we are transporting people to. Wow. Yep. Mm. Uh, He said, uh, it's the fusion of fun, good food, and fantasy. Normal human talk. (laughs) Just regular speak. 
Like we do. Now, we're, we're coming hot off of uh, Celebrary, which I enjoyed greatly. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I do find in, in all of those episodes uh, and then reading some of these articles for this restaurant, it is funny how much these guys, when they're hyping up their restaurants, always say, good food. Part of our formula. <laughs> Entertainment, memorabilia, mm. space, and good food. They always try to sell it like that's... where, And the food is going to be good. <laughs> that's not... We know what you're thinking. Right. That the food is going to be dog shit. Right. No, oh, no. Oh, contraire. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. It's like, I do have a girlfriend. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know what you're thinking. Another thing this guy said, he called this place Disneyland with dining. Which... Ah, that famous thing, Disneyland, is uh, missing. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's the big bummer about the place. <laughs> One iota of food, anyway. Um... So, you know, he was right about one thing, though, that there, it, is, it is no mere-themed restaurant because you don't just walk in a door and find yourself in Mars, in the craters of Mars. Mm-hmm. There is a pre-step, which is, well, first that you are issued Mars Federation visas. <laughs> <laughs> Families love logistical management. <laughs> I mean, that kids just go crazy for... I mean, everyone on this stage would go, like, as a little kid, would be like, oh, inter- Mars visas. <laughs> you need our social security cards? You need the Vax cards? What else can we show yeah. you? This was the threshold, though, where I went, this is the restaurant I've been waiting for my entire life. I think I had two successive birthday parties there. Mm, consecutive wow. birthday parties there. But um, the thing I loved was that the outside of the restaurant did not betray. Outside of the, there's the model of the ship. They were just like, we are selling this from the outside as an airport. Oh, okay. And it very much looked like like Delta check-in desk, but a little more silver, a little more futuristic. And you go and they say, how big is your party? And they, go, da, 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 and they hand you the visas and they go like, we think we can get you on a flight in 10 minutes. There was like they, there was the question. Yeah, we think that's cool. I that like that. That was the actually. host. That was the host of the restaurant is at the desk acting like they're an employee of the airline that's going to take you to Mars, and you can't see the restaurant at that point. Hmm. So uh, not just visas, but you are technically flying intergalactically Correct. on standby. <laughs> yes. We'll see if there's some jump seats available. Normally, that's yes. just for other flight crew, but right. we'll see what we can do. Um, once a visa has been secured, uh, you that you then enter. Well, it, it's a ride. There is a little there ride a ri- experience before you, a little simulator ride. Mind. Right. This this restaurant essentially asked you to just do a quick star tours before you ate. <laughs> And it was the same kind of thing where there's, like, the pre... The boarding safety video. Like, it was all that sort of theater of it. Uh-huh. This is right. just... You, you, you need to... I, I'm happy you could tell us these things because there's lots of odd videos of the place, but the ride is not well okay. documented now here's whatsoever. Why. Now, here's why. Here's okay, why. Okay. There's a very good reason. This restaurant opens in 1998. It tragically <laughs> closed... Preach! <laughs> <laughs> Finally, someone's admitting it! 
It tragically closed in 2012, just 100 years short <laughs> of its predicted date. I just want to—I want to clearly say, 2008. Uh, I'm sorry, 1998 is here, right? 2012 is here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's a thing that happens closer to here than here. <laughs> to point A. Yes. Yes. And it's a thing that uh, the restaurant had, uh, I think, a robust couple of years and then filed for bankruptcy like four times before it finally closed. Wow. And they always said they never recovered from 9-11. Like, it was like New York Tourism, Times Square, they just never recovered. It was too big of an insurmountable thing for them to, 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 to work through, right? But I think the other part of this is in order to go into the restaurant, you get into this ride, a thing in 1998 seems like the coolest fucking shit in the world. And the ride is, you're at like the starport and, and it takes off and you're going through the New York City skyline and then you go straight to Mars, right? Okay. An important part of this ride was that you almost hit the Twin Towers. Oh, Jesus! Like a story beat. There's not, like, a clear Rex-like character, but you have the energy of, like, oh, no! And you, like, swerve, and you barely miss them. Wait, wait. (laughs) It stayed open for 11 years after the tragic attacks, and you would just have to, in order to eat a shitty pizza, feel like you were almost knocking down the towers yourself. I think that is why there is no evidence of this ride. You cannot watch the video. They never updated it. They never changed it. Well, you know, a simulator ride, it's not like you can change it or update it. You can't just swap something out of a simulator ride. Well, so it was exactly like Race from New York, but with the Twin Towers. Correct. 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 Got it. And this is the other problem. As, as the restaurants were degraded, money wasn't coming through the door, and they had to, like, scale things back... At some point, the ride stopped moving. And so in order to get into the restaurant, you just you went through now probably a sped-up version of the ritual. How many? Okay, just get in the ride. And then they put you through there, and then you just sat in a motionless box. So they, Why'd you still have to sit? And you still have to watch the fucking thing! At that point, they a perfect juncture. The ride died. Anything. Put anything else up on that screen. Oh, and yet, man. they were so, uh, I don't know, it's yeah. the animation, the, the, the pixels. Now, I went there enough as a kid that I was always fascinated. They had, like, they were like, there's an express terminal for, for people with heart conditions or, like, pregnant people. They'd always say, and at one point I said to my dad, we gotta, we gotta tell them we have heart conditions. <laughs> I gotta we, see gotta what see this... You gotta see all the, yeah, versions of the right. experience. Right, it was essentially like a single rider line where they're like, you don't go through the fun part, you go through the quick part. Yeah. Uh, but I was like, what is... They must be a, a unique experience for the people who are deprived of this fun motion simulator ride. My memory is they opened up a door, there was a hallway about the length of this stage, it had like light, like sort of like pinpoint through velvet stars... And then they opened the door on the other side and they went, welcome to Mars. (laughs) And that was the only alternative to watching motionless, sitting captive in a box and watching the Twin Towers almost get. (laughs) Reliving the day. That's one way to never forget. (laughs) Don't know why our business just tanked the moment... 9-11 happened. We've never recovered. 
don't want to watch themselves feel like they're part of, in some way complicit, and then eat yeah. calamari. What's the problem here? It's a happy story. It's an alternate universe where it didn't happen. You missed it by you this much. To... <laughs> you travel to Mars in the no 9-11 dimension. It's like a cooler thing to do. It's like the end of one of the newer Tarantino movies. History has changed, and instead, you're Mars, and it's fun. What if Quentin Tarantino... And you eat a really gross cheesecake. Did he ghostwrite? Did Quentin ghostwrite the... What if his tenth and final film is Mars 2112? (laughs) Thought about doing Star Trek. Yeah, it's true, but he should do his own Mars 2112, which is, I guess, uh, (laughs) that restaurant guy is actually... He misspelled Mars. He put two A's in it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's, crea- it's a creative stroke or whatever he says. That um, simulator ride's still going. It's the, does everyone remember the, the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie had the trailer where they, the web between the Twin Towers? That, that playing that long, uh, uh, you know, over and over after the events happened, that is sort of like if they realized this trailer was in theaters and went, well, we got to keep showing it and we got to show it more. <laughs> Not only that, if they like never even released the movie, they just kept playing only the trailer. <laughs> Do you remember when you went in first, like it didn't work? No, it worked perfectly when I went in first. Okay. I mean, we, yeah. we, went, we went really close to the open. But like, do you remember the sad the day? The sad day, yeah. Of, <sighs> My friend the simulator has seen better days. I feel like those first three pre 9 11 years, or should I say before the innocents died? was when I was going there the most. And then I think from, from 2001 to 2012, I probably only went twice. I went once with friends from out of town who were like, this thing's funny, and I was like a teenager. I was like, yeah, I have no sincere investment in this. And then... My, my sister... So that was maybe like 2005, 2006 maybe I went. Yeah, okay. And then my, I have a sister who's much younger, and in 2007 I was going off to college, and my mom was like, you should spend a day with your sister before you move cross-country to go to college, a thing you will absolutely last all four years of. <laughs> we assume you will never come back ever again. You're not going to be someone who moves back to New York and becomes some sort of stock-and-trade New York expert on live podcast shows. <laughs> um, but... But So I took my sister, and that was maybe a year or two. Well, no, it's 2007, so we're only close a couple of years after that. Huh. I'm wondering if the time I went ironically, ironically with friends was after that. But those were the two times I went. There was a gap maybe between 2001 and 2007 where I didn't go. Mm. And from but- that point on, it was, everything was in shambles. And it was like... The video was standard deaf. It was, like, scratchy. The thing didn't move. You could, like, see exposed, like, drywall in the caves of Mars. And the costumes were, like, a little ramshackle. And people were... Like, oh, the wow. That's, were... I was just going to say, like, because those costumes in that video looked so good. <laughs> that must have been such a bummer to see them look like shit. Oh, they look perfect. Oh, so sad. It did feel like at that point, like... <laughs> To his credit, like, the, the guy who was doing the walk-around entertainment at Jekyll and Hyde today, like, was really going for it. With yeah, that yeah, was great. Yeah, he did good. break character a couple times to ask us where we were doing our show tonight. Seer, mm-hmm. Jekyll and Hyde guy. So very hip. <laughs> 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 but, 
But I, the Mars 2112 people, I felt like by post 9-11, they were not even maintaining the illusion. Whether it was sort of the walk-around characters or like even your servers still were supposed to act like they were on Mars. Well, it seems like a component of this thing. I, I, the, the videos of it are not great, but it, it, it seemed to me that there was a component of like teaching you Mars language. <laughs> And I believe that the... Let me rifle through the notes, because this, this uh, word did not stick in my head. Okay, I believe that the Martian way to say goodbye is Vabanu. 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 Let's all learn it together. Vabanu. 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 Great. New intrusive thought just dropped. Very good. Vabanu. <laughs> and yes, there goes another childhood friend's name and all our happy memories out of the head, replaced by Babadoo. I, I feel like you guys talk about this a lot whenever there's like new attractions at, at Universal or Disney and they talk about like, and every cast member is going to do this and every time it's going to be unique and this and that and then very quickly like the standards drop and you're like getting this sort of off the shelf experience Patrick Page is going to do a show here <laughs> for everyone and then it turns into hey whatever <laughs> same thing same, same thing. exact thing same thing it did feel like there was a year or two where they were really going for it and the problem with this place was it was so fucking big and they were so like pot committed to this internal logic of you have traveled there. This isn't a place with memorabilia. You are fully going off planet. That when anything slipped, it was just like a really kind of sad admission of of like wary Martian servers looking at you and going like, how much do you want me to do? Like how, what are we... And one of the big things was like the place was so big and it was underground and it. You have a picture of the interior. Yeah. We haven't. Oh yeah, this. Yes. Like Let's look caverns. at the craters. Yes. Look! Oh my God, massive. So there's the, things, the crystal crater, right. three stories high. <laughs> this wow. isn't visible here, but right there was like screens there where they would show sort of just like space views. But another thing was they would have like built into the wall these like plastic bubbles. And one of the things when it opened, because a weird thing about this place was they also were like. This is such a big investment that adults have to like it. And, and that video sort of shows they wanted people like going there after work for happy hour, right? Well, There's a lot of like business people. That dad was dancing with one of the alien ladies. That's the yeah, other there was thing. a sleazy so like, goatee guy. Everyone seems so comfortable. The line they kept on saying in all of the press, and I remember my dad when he was explaining to his friends, like, I had to take the boys this fucking thing this weekend. <laughs> He was like, do you know about this place? And they have Martian go-go dancers. A term that meant nothing to me as a child, but they had... I don't remember if they were, like, suspended from the ceiling or they were built into the wall. They're not visible from here, but there'd be, like, plastic bubbles, and there would be women in full... Or maybe men, I don't know, I don't judge. There would be people, human beings, presumably, not animals. But it could have been a bear in a costume. It could have... But inside, like, full sexy Martian costumes, and they would just be dancing for hours on end. It wasn't like Jekyll and Hyde, where it was like, every 30 minutes, there'll be a little five-minute thing. There was just constant kinetic dancing. In in, in masks with, like, restricted... Full body, fully covered, (laughs) heavy plush suits. Like, like... So they would be, like, doing, like, the mashed potato? Like, what kind of dancing are we talking about? Yeah, it, it felt, like, very, like, sort of laughing, socket to me, kind of. <laughs> That's the mashed potato, right? 
Well, on Mars, yeah. they call it the Gleeklor Glapa. <laughs> that was the first thing I remember going away. Like, that was the first thing where it was like, you might see a dancer for five minutes today. Versus they are constantly part of the firmament of this place. Well, they maybe started leaning, knowing that, uh, you know, people would struggle to dance uh, while uh, having their face restricted and inside a tube and underground. They maybe started realizing, well, maybe some, we can lean on some, of the, uh, some video content. There's a quick clip here I have of something called Mars News that would play. Families love news. Kids love news. They love pizzas finger on the pulse. <laughs> hmm? Mars, Mars TV News. This is Mars TV News. Up to the second stories from around the galaxy and a special verbano to viewers visiting from Earth. Thanks to Mars-developed technology, we are now able to offer word-perfect simultaneous translation. You'll know everything that's happening on our planet just as it happens. So, this week, kind of bizarre. <laughs> you can kill it. That's fine. Why? No, 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 no. <laughs> We're looking at like sub lawnmower man just true cyberpunk terror yeah it looks like re- it looks like the show reboot big pop for reboot this tragedy is on earth today this fateful day in september this is like this is like the kind of video that scientology used to break will smith this is what you want to know why he did it because he watched this for years. But I also, I mean, I think this is confusing because it's like this is like prosthetic makeup on a human being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Versus everyone else is wearing sort of like mascot costumes around. And she's in front of a big red button. Right. Right. She, right. Yeah, she looks yeah like more like a humanoid type character. So like maybe Dad would have been more interested. Yeah. If she was around doing this and... <laughs> well, th- this is what uh, Scientologists ran in and played on their phone to calm uh, Will Smith down last week. <laughs> they're there. They're there. <laughs> do the exercises. They're there. Do your, do your hands. Do the hand movements. Calm down. Well... I mean, if you want to talk about Mars 2112 meets Illuminati, Mike, can you show... Now, oh. this has come up in a show before, but, yeah, this but is not, look, to jump ahead a little bit, the famous photo... I mean, if you know, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. This is... Ah, another member of the Clinton crime family revealed... <laughs> Captain Orion. <laughs> William Jefferson Clinton with Captain Orion. Presumably uh, uh, discussing the idea of the possibility of setting up some kind of Lolita planet. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I th- did you I have to, Griffin, when you went, yeah. did, did you have to put your name on the flight logs? <laughs> It's 
it's all going to come out in the wash. Um, that's all getting. Don't worry, that's going to get covered up. Don't worry. It was, you know, it was you know. thing, I, I think even as a kid, I like both respected and felt disappointed by that Mars 2012 had like specific proprietary characters that they were like this yeah. is Captain O'Reilly there's the queen character oh, what's the name Empress through, Gloriana right. I believe they were like specific suits and they were like these are our Mickey and Minnie you're only going to see one of them on the floor at the time we have merch in their likeness but it didn't feel like there was any way to like learn about them like there was no narrative yeah them. yeah uh, if you bought uh, a toy. There was a tag on the toy right. okay. was that a... uh, had a, that explained the backstory. There's a toy. The stuff. 50, 50 in stock right now. Fifty five dollars. Yes. Kind of across the board on eBay. You can have the whole crew for fifty five dollars a piece. Buy it now. The, it looks. Everything looks like it's so dirty. I mean, I always think it's one of my favorite, quietly one of my favorite moments across the entire run of podcast, The Ride, is the, uh, the Hershey Park episode you did with Susser. Mm. And you're talking oh, yeah. about the walk-around candy characters, and I think Susser makes some comment about how shitty they are. And you, Mike, said, I like them. And Susser, I believe, said, name one thing you like about them. And you said, and I just think about this all the time, you said, mm. I like that they exist. And I feel this way about Captain Orion. Yeah. Like, I have no emotional attachment to this guy. I, as much as I love Mars 2112, there is no there there. Mm-hmm. The most characterization he has is being chummy with Clinton. Well, but I on. like that he has a name and a design, and he's a specific character. Yeah, it's insane that they took the time to think of this. There are a couple other photos right before this uh, of Captain Orion. Uh, there he is dabbing. <laughs> So I had to do some, it to him. Yeah. Something we know about him. I had to do it to him. He likes to dab. He's also, here is him hanging out with... Oh, I think I know uh, this one, right? Um, insane. Or wait. Wait, oh, different character. I'm sorry. Sorry, uh, wait, different character. Uh, I, uh, well, maybe, but I also saw like a bunch of different Captain Orion costumes, so it, I think they were not terribly consistent. You would like anyway, the, it's like the uh, turtles coming out of our shells, where if you watch that video, there's five different costumes yeah, yeah, between yeah. scenes, so you, maybe... You anyway, uh, standing next to uh, Anna Nicole Smith in fatigues. And, what, and what's before this one? Is I think there's one more. Uh, well, I don't know if it'll top that. I mean, this might da- just it was be classic. Let's just go back to the dab. Dab. Yeah, that's Are you fun. talking about this? We're not gonna be the- oh, yes! Oh, yes! Uh, here's just a kind of a like very, you know, he looks like a Power Ranger essentially. He's on the outside. He he was visiting Earth, I suppose. Um, you know, as normal of a photo of Captain Orion as you're going to find. But here's the very strange thing about this. This photograph was taken by Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> he made like a slideshow for a planetarium website of different space-themed things. Mars so- 2112 is ridiculous that we would develop the technology to get all the way to Mars in a hundred years? Highly unrealistic. Cheese would never melt on the surface of Mars. (laughs) Thus making nachos impossible. It would remain cold and shredded. Can I ask a quick question? Is is there an illusion or does it look like that fanny pack is that covering his genitals? This is, okay, this is what it looks like. It looks like this was a costume made for a child. That yeah. was then put onto legendary actor Doug Jones. Mm. 
Gilbert Tour stock company player who is 87 feet tall, right? Like that looks, it's not, everything about it looks ill-fitting. Not just that it's run down, yeah. but it's like, where are his hips? He's got like a tool, it's like a kind of a tool belt look. Yeah. So, Slung down, yeah, like yeah. Richard, like Richard Karn wearing a tool belt. <laughs> Um, you know, there, there is a tall office tower. There's skyscraper on, on top of the building. Mm. Um, to put into context, uh, there, there's also a, um, a theater, a Broadway theater. Uh, so you could have gone to Mars 2112 and then headed to the Gershwin to see Wicked. <laughs> Imagine seeing Wicked and then going, I'm hungry, I could use a bite to eat. What's around here? <laughs> and then it's just like, well... There's a restaurant where the aliens' uh, masks are uh, deteriorating in front of your eyes. But, but, like, to be fair, I just want to make it clear. This is what this looks like from street level, right? Like, you have to walk down. On the other side of this block, there's a staircase down that leads to the subway station. They would have people in costumes walking around outside on, like, street level, holding out flyers, because I think they very quickly realized, if you don't know, nothing about this tells you it's a restaurant. There is a spaceship. There is like a very sort of antiseptic looking waiting area. Like it looks more like a spa. The whole commitment to the like this is an airport thing did not help. There's no menu outside. The signage just says Mars 2112. That's it. It's true. Like it was a it was immersive way before like Galaxy's Edge or anything. And it yeah it suffered because of the ambition. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and much like they would say, like, Galaxy's Edge is going to be a narrative. You're going to have a reputation. They'll be carried here, and it never came through. Mars 2012, I can say from personal experience, I would go there, and they would say, you again? <laughs> they would track. Wasn't your 10th birthday party here? So what you're saying is Mars 2112 better than Galaxy's Edge. That. Let's hear it. Um, Griffin, you, you aren't the only one with fond remembrances of Mars 2112 uh, because I, I looked up the Yelp page to discover that for years people have been posting <laughs> fond remembrances of this restaurant. And uh, I just have some, just some little sentences that kind of stuck out to me. Like they say, you know, cellar door is a beautiful frit and stuff. So these are, are just some nuggets uh, that caught my eye. Can't go wrong with Martian soup of the day. The crouton bowl was out of this world. The crouton bowl... Yeah. Is that a name of something that I'm not familiar with? No. Is that called a salad? <laughs> but this On is, Mars it is. This is what nine-year-old Griffin would have ordered, is can I have a salad minus the vegetables just with right, right. those things I like? Yes. Yeah. Um, and this last one, I'm, I'm pretty sure is a joke, but it, it, if it's not, it's also great. My mom was the happiest I've ever seen her. <laughs> And my dad loved this place the first time we went here. Thanks to Mars 2112, my parents are still together. What? (laughs) If it's a joke, if it's not a joke, uh, it's really something. I 
It's going to stick with me for a while. I know I didn't write that. I should. You know what? Tonight, if you feel like it, boot up your Yelp account. Head to the Mars 2112 page and, uh, you know, write, write your memories. Crazy things happen at this place. A lot of Br- Brad Pitt went there with his kid. We oh, know I got this. a photo of it. Oh, wait, photo. Yeah, wait, I think I missed the photo. Yeah, there you go. Couldn't find any photos inside Not the Not inside, though. This is him taking Maddox on it back. It could have been Photoshop. A flight to Mars. Um, uh, uh, Shaq tried to go but wasn't allowed in because he wasn't dressed nice enough. The yeah, last, like, five years yeah. of the restaurant became a lot of, like, private party rentals, one of which led to a murder. <laughs> there was a shooting there, but this was in the last year or two. Shaq went to a party that I think was sponsored by a radio station, and they turned him away because he didn't match the dress code. And this is what he was wearing, and TMZ described him as a lumberjack. <laughs> He's wearing like a crew, for listeners at home, he's wearing like a crew neck, like varsity pullover sweatshirt that like within less than five years immediately became on trend again. And they're like, no, no, you can't come in. This is a fine establishment. You can't come in here dressed like a lumberjack. Vabanu to you, sir. We we really do. we have to start winding it down. Unfortunately, I mean, I, let's we should get out some final th- things about it. I, yeah, I apologize. I apologies. But uh, uh, but there's one big piece, and I don't I don't know if anybody found this. I'm curious, or if you knew this somehow already. But in t- like in terms of things that occurred here that were notable, uh, this this is nuts to me. That Mars 2112 was the home of a, an after party of a movie premiere. And that movie premiere was Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Yes! Yes. Yeah. I don't have a picture of it. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was just getting the eye. Well, what, like, you'd have to flip through. If there's any little thumbnail you can see, they did, like, they tried to help the, the people who were in line waiting for the movie. They were like, the, the Martians went out and entertained them. They sent out Captain Orion. Oh, is it this? Uh, well, no, that's a bunch of Miss USA oh, contestants. Oh, no, I'm rooting. Who had to go. So, I mentioned, because it's in the background here, it, uh, Mars 2012 Oh, had, oh like, here it is. Oh. Uh, yeah, they, they went to the line. They, so, the emissaries right. went to the line. This was the thing. The Ziegfeld Theater, which was like the famous New York theater where uh-huh. people would camp out for weeks for episode one, uh, was like four or five blocks away from Mars 2112. So it makes oh, sense okay. for them to capitalize on that. That they would pop over. The, among people I know were at this. Who, so we can definitively say these people went to Mars 2112 that night. Macaulay Culkin, Christian Slater, Montel Williams. Governor George Pataki, <laughs> Mayor Ed Koch, <laughs> Ahmed Best, the great Ahmed Best, yeah. went there. He was there. <laughs> Compared notes with the Martians. Uh, um, and finally, I believe the entire lineup of the Backstreet Boys. Wow. All were in. Clearly sowing the seeds to try to be the first boy band to appear in a Star Wars, and yet NSYNC got the job instead. And even they were cut. Uh, Mike, can you go back a slide quickly? Oh, the, the, uh, this Miss one? Universe? Yeah. yeah. So the, this was in the arcade, which was like... Mars 12 had like an incredibly good arcade. 
And I was oh. reading articles about when it closed that like the place had been falling apart for years and years and years. Yeah. But when it was clear that it was like going to go into bankruptcy and they were going to have to sell it for parts, like the entire sort of like arcade collector, pinball collector community was like, that place is a fucking treasure trove and it's open season now. Oh, And they had like an auction and a showing of all the things. They had like a lot of very rare, I think, because they tried to stay on theme to things that were like sci-fi or monsters or things like that. Not exclusively, but they had like some rare stuff there. And there was an article about how there were all these like very in-demand pinball machines and arcade games and they showcased them. And then the next day the auction happened and none of them were there. All these people showed up and they were like, they owed so much debt oh, man. that people had to claim the arcade games as collateral. They couldn't even sell them off uh, to dig themselves out of the hole. Yeah, I, probably worth mentioning this place declared bankruptcy twice. Yikes. Well, still the, on the bottom right here, you see there's still a dirty air hockey table. Incredibly dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Love to have this today. We would cherish it today. Um, um, any closing? Anything we haven't yeah. gotten to? Uh, there was a Woodfield Mall location, and I yeah. didn't go to it. I know. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh my, my. And I haven't watched Yellowstone. <laughs> you know what? I'm not even gonna. I don't even care anymore. I'm not gonna watch it. No, no, boo! Oh, I'm not gonna it. watch it. The um, uh, uh, there's a like a Reddit thread where a person who used to work there just talks about working there and they said, I think we had an original character named Dr. Mars. <laughs> and I'm like, so much of this stuff feels like as soon as they open the doors, they're like, we're throwing in the towel. We're phoning it in. Uh, one last Yelp thing. Uh, multiple mentions on Yelp of the salads that came with Cheetos on them. Oh, Wow. Now, did any of you guys print out the, the menu? Yeah. I, I have a couple of okay. selections from, right. from the menu. That, yeah, that's yeah. how we'll close with a high-octane finish. <laughs> Naming the menu items. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, should we get the Green Goblin music back on? Yeah. While we that, that's it. That's how we do it. Okay, okay. It's 1998. Yeah, we've got rats. All right. Let's go. This ain't your normal menu. This has some crazy stuff. You want appetizers? We got first contacts. Yeah. You want salads? We got... <laughs> Soylent Green. Yeah. I bet you like discs that have sauce and cheese on them, right? Well, say hello to Flying Saucers. Pizza, aka pizza. You want side dishes? We call them boosters. <laughs> oh, how about these boosters? Oh, no, I'm pointing at another thing. Sa- sandwiches. You know what we call sandwiches? I don't even get this one. Cosmic combos. We gave you the weakest one. You're the really- combo of bread and other things. <laughs> you want quesadillas? We got quasar quesadillas. Oh, how about some... Olympus Mons Chicken Caesar. Sure. How about Martian Mama's Chicken Breast? (laughs) We could just start making them Uh, up, too. My (laughs) son would like the Celestial Codfish. (laughs) Pick your your favorite, Griffin. Oh, these two. 
Well, for me, it would have to be the Promethean Pork Chop. <laughs> and boy, I wish that place was still there because I think we would all love to go, all of us together, and go get some Mars Teenies. Isn't that right, everybody? Well, let's all get the closest thing we can because you just survived Podcast The Ride live in New York. Survive podcast the right Griffin Newman, everybody. <laughs> Our thanks to the Bell House. Thanks, Andrew, Jason, John, and Ari. Thanks, Brad at Forever Dog, for setting us up, making it happen. And thank all of you for coming out. This is unbelievable. I will never forget this. Thank you, New York. Greatest crowd ever. Thank you. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Mike Carlson, Jason Sheridan, Scott Gardner, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.